anything we are attracted to in this lifetime, any modalities um, that kind of quote unquote come out of nowhere. We have been training for this for lifetimes. Um, I think that our souls remember and we kind of, oh my gosh, it's like all our past lives kind of come forward and say like, okay, she's ready now. Like I literally felt that. It's like, oh, she's ready now to remember this. Welcome to another episode of Wicked Now What. I'm your host, JR. And I'm your co-host, Helen. This is the podcast that illuminates your spiritual awakening and ascension. Yes. Today, we will be talking about Reiki with our friend, Michelle. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to dive in. Yeah, we recorded a podcast with you for your podcast last week, so we've been getting to know each other a little bit. But since this topic discussion is around Reiki, what's your experience with Reiki? How did you get started, and uh, how did you become a Reiki master? Hmm. Yeah, wow. Um, my journey with Reiki started four years ago, so it was the fall of 2018. I had just moved from New York to San Francisco. I was New York born and born and raised, and it was the first time I really moved away and uprooted my life, and it initiated and my awakening. So Reiki mm. kind of found me. I was wow. really burnt out um, at my speech. I, I worked as a school speech therapist, and I was really burnt out from my job, and I was just looking for something. Like, I was always... Uh, spiritually inclined, connected, but I didn't have power to it. I, I wasn't empowered. I didn't have mentorship or guidance really, but it did run in my lineage. And yeah, I was just really tired and exhausted. I was getting sick a lot. And somehow I opened up Yelp and I just searched Reiki and I didn't really know what I was doing. It, it, looking back, it was it was just uh, really soul led. Like I really right. couldn't like trying to reflect back on it. Sometimes can be tricky because it it wasn't really me. It was it was very channeled. And so anyway, I found my now Reiki teacher and mentor. And after one session with her. Um, it really prompted me to begin this this dedicated healing journey and it just felt like I, I could remember I literally could remember the uber drive home after my Reiki session after that first session and said to myself like this is a pivotal moment of my life like I knew that anything that happened before that moment was different than after that moment and I haven't really shared this story in a while so it, it's it's interesting to reflect back as I've moved further along on my journey. Um, and Reiki really is energy. It's life force energy. So it's a Japanese word, R-E-I, Rei, means universal life. 
And then chi right. is chi, right? Life force energy, what makes our hearts beat, what makes our lungs, you know, take in oxygen, what makes the trees grow. It's this energy that is encompassed within our planet and runs through every living thing. And unfortunately, we live in a society where we aren't connected to our chi anymore, right? We are right. stressed we are overrun by our minds, you know, where we're just, mm -hmm. it's almost like taking off these layers, right? It's like our soul right. is deep down in there and Reiki, when you, when you have a Reiki session, it, it lifts these layers. You feel lighter. I always say I want to take before and after photos of my clients because you can feel your, their aura. You can see their aura shift after a session. Right. And you mentioned Reiki is just like this life force energy within us. I watched a video that described the immense electricity within our bodies. So each cell, the video stated that each cell contains 0 0.07 millivolts of electricity. Whereas, and we have 35 billion cells, right? So you, when you multiply that, you get 35 billion, <laughs> uh, billion volts. Wow. of electricity running through our bodies. And it began to state that we are literally walking nuclear explosions. And this is the energy that Reiki comes from. So when you, when you know how to extract that energy and channel it into healing powers, that is some powerful, powerful stuff. Oh, it's, it's just, it's mind blowing. How did you learn to master and channel this energy correctly? That's a great question. So I will preface that my belief is that anything we are attracted to in this lifetime, any modalities um, that kind of quote unquote come out of nowhere, we have been training for this for lifetimes. Um, I think that our souls remember and we kind of, oh my gosh, it's like, all our past lives kind of come forward and say like, okay, she's ready now. Like I literally felt that it's like, oh, she's ready now to remember this. So my, after that initial Reiki session, I mean, during the, during the session, right. As I'm going over what my Reiki teacher found and all these things, I knew I was going to learn it. Like I'm that kind of person where I, if I love something, I'm like, let me dive in, let me dive deep. And I love teaching. So two months later, I think I got the session November, January. Um, so it'll be four years in January that I learned Reiki. Uh, January, I started Reiki level one. So it's really, um, you know, it's a, it's a lecture. It's hands-on. It's um, also learning energy and discernment, right? right? So the three of us connecting right now, we're exchanging energy. And it taught me so much about my sensitivity to energy and how right. much have has my life been manipulated almost in a way right. of me not knowing my own energy, kind of what you said, right? Like we are, we are these nuclear explosions walking, walking around. Walking nuclear explosions. That is insane. That's insane. Right? That just hammers home, that hammers home the idea that how someone can be super sensitive to energy because that, that makes sense. Helen is super uh, 
sensitive to energies. <laughs> My girlfriend is super sensitive to energies. Mm -hmm. So it really just hammers home that idea. Yeah. And Reiki, I found it to be so empowering. I was um, always sensitive, but uh, it manifested as anger or it manifested as silence or it manifested as, you know, um, PMDD, right? Like PMS, like all these things in my mm -hmm. life um, because I didn't know what to do for three decades with that energy, right? And when I learned Reiki, I realized, oh, I can be the master of my emotions. I can be the master of my energy. If I'm going places, it's up to me to influence the energy. I don't have to be influenced by what, where I go, right? Because as empaths, as highly sensitive people, and I remember feeling this way, hermiting, right? It's like, well, I can't go to those places because right. I'm going to just take on all that energy. But it's flipping the script and saying, no, I'm empowered and I get to influence and I get to be yeah. the one who is the <laughs> magnifier. You've learned to turn off your empathic powers and saying, no, I will not take on this energy whenever, whenever you have this energy exchange, whether that be with an individual person or a group of people or just walking through a crowd. Yeah. That takes self-mastery, right? Yeah. And I'm still learning. You know, we're still... Um... We're always evolving, always learning. And for me, it always happens in experiences. You know, having experiences, negative, positive, it doesn't matter. But that's where I've really created this energetic armor and um, realizing how powerful we are when we tap into it. And even if you're not Reiki certified, you are an energetic being. You have chi, you have light force energy running through you that mm -hmm. you can visualize energy. You can create your reality yeah what was so, so helen also knows a little bit about reiki helen what was your training like as well um i did level one and two and my training happened over the course of a weekend it was it really i think opened up my third eye a lot because i saw so many visuals when i was there uh, during the training right. um i wasn't as open as i am today because it was my second kind of um, breadcrumb because my first breadcrumb <laughs> was yoga right. <laughs> and then at a yoga training I got to experience Reiki and then I uh, decided to train mm -hmm. um, but yeah because it come because I, I learned to source from the earth too right. does that sound right Michelle um, and so it I really felt that like the mat like the what's that called meta kind of like energy energy cycle right mm -hmm. we've been talking about our cells and the human body cells but like because like the first thing is like ground to the energy from the earth i felt like it in such a meta way and i right. thought that was really expansive as somebody who is more empathic to i think because as an empath like when you first realize it, it feels like all the energies are like coming at you, but knowing that you can source from the earth, it makes you feel like huge. Right, right. Uh, there's an actual measurement of how much energy the, the actual earth is emitting. I don't know the number, but there's the earth is definitely, I mean, it's a living sentient being. So um, I would, I'm curious to find out that number of uh, how much uh, energy the earth is actually emitting. Um, yeah, I mean, that, yeah. Tree started talking to me after Reiki. <laughs> Trees, yeah, yeah. Trees, trees. trees hold so much wisdom. 
trees hold. Yeah, I remember walking by, like walking to work, and yeah, I I did Reiki level one, two, over like three months. Like, um, I would have a weekend course, and then my teacher would wait a couple of months, like for us to integrate and really process. Uh-huh. And then Reiki level two, I think I had a few months later, and then my mastery level was. Um, so it was, it was about like a nine month container, I would say, of processing right. and integrating. Beautiful. But yeah, I remember walking to work and these tr- the trees just, I, I was hearing these voices right. and I'm like, oh, yeah. I, like I've always been connected to nature, but yeah, it was powerful and palpable. And at the time I was in San Francisco and I would go on hikes to the Redwoods. And I mean, those, yeah. those ancient wisdom keepers have so much knowledge. Oh my so, God. Yeah. Oh a lot, God, a lot. Yeah. For me, it was more like crown chakra, Helen. Right. Like okay. I felt open mm. a, a third eye. Like mine was just, I had to wear hats all the time because <laughs> I just felt like my antenna was, you know, I'm on the subway and I'm like, I need to cut right. this down a little bit. It's too much. <laughs> right. Which, which can be some of the symptoms of say, so you raise your frequency to get to that level. Mm-hmm. And so your broadcast, your broadcast is like wide open. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're getting, you're inherently getting all these different frequencies blasted down on you. So what are some of the methods that you, you use to kind of block out the noise and focus and hone in on your own energy? If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So that, that time of my life was um, you know, spiritual awakening, dark night. It was a lot of shedding. And I was meditating whew, an hour before work, an hour when I got home. Um, I was doing yoga six days a week. I was, you know, in that phase of wanting to absorb, you know, that that right. part of your awakening where you're just Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so if you're listening and you're in that phase, oh my gosh, it's so fun. Also journaling. Journaling was really big for yeah. me. Um, I would get all these downloads and or even just, you know, releasing healing, like releasing traumas, just giving myself that space to integrate and to process also living in a big city at the time i would do protect protection rituals so before mm-hmm. going out to work right. every day i would visualize myself in a bubble or like a fox cloak and like really um Ooh. create this energy around myself so that and then when i would get home as well clearing the energy um but yeah my office was i would have crystals around i would like have essential oils yeah. it, it was very protected and that's what's amazing about reiki is that you can utilize it anywhere anytime this is okay this i remember now at work 
um, you know, I would have some very high-level meetings with parents or, you know, very high-stress meetings. And I remember mm-hmm. early morning getting into work super early and going into the the conference rooms before big meetings and put like clearing the energy, doing my Reiki, doing all these things and setting an intention that everyone would feel at peace and calm and connected. And I swear those meetings were the ones that really like just everyone gelled well and everyone um, stayed calm and and. I would say to myself, like, wow, this is so powerful. Like, we are such powerful, energetic beings. Right. So it gave me yeah. this um, empowerment, and it, it's it's taking back the power. It's taking back your power. That's really what Reiki did for me. Oh. Right. So, so did you begin to uh, notice that you became healthier right after your Reiki training? Yeah, I was already um, – and you know, I'm, I'm not an advocate of like, everyone should be vegan. I, I truly believe you get to listen intuitively to your body. But for me, right. um, I was vegetarian for 15, 20 years. And then once I moved to San Francisco, I became vegan. Um, but yeah, I noticed my skin changing. I noticed uh, mm-hmm. just feeling lighter and feeling more at peace in my life and with not having to know what was going to happen or uh, there was less stress in my life. Like thinking back to pre-Reiki four years ago and like my mind now, I'm like, wow, I've cleared so much of that inner critic. I've cleared so much of that um, critical voice, that that anxiety. And, and I still have bouts of mental health issues. Of course, like we're human. We're here for a reason. Right to feel everything and at the same time it learning reiki made life yeah healthier more manageable um realizing that you know being able to see that higher perspective in every situation every experience that everything is so super connected right yeah it reminds me that when like in one when one person in a room has the intention and frequency of love like that amount of power in in that energy can you know everyone and so you can feel it you can feel it right same thing when it when there's drama in a room where where the tension is so thick right you when you walk into a room you can feel it it's palpable and like i I keep going back to that like we're walking nuclear explosions (laughs) we can feel everything i love it (laughs) we can feel we can feel everything what about you helen uh did you notice your health getting better after your your Reiki training? Um, after my training, after that weekend, I noticed, so again, it, because it was my third eye that was, oh, yeah. that got online, I just, I had more vivid dreams. I remember, I think I was also like drawing more just because it was so much of the colors and right. stuff being downloaded. So less, less body mm-hmm. stuff for me. And I think it was more in the spirit, um, heart so, part yeah. to clear. Yeah. So did you work on any clients during your, your training? Did you have any uh, guinea pigs to, to work on? Yeah, so uh, Reiki Level 1, for those listening who are interested, Reiki Level 1 is really for yourself, right? It's, it's for you. It's for your self-healing. And I really, when I teach it, I recommend a few months um, and also a 21-day 
journey with yourself to do Reiki on yourself and like really uh, sit with yourself because as healers, as empaths, as highly sensitive people, we just want to learn things and then help everyone else, right? We want to learn things and like help everyone heal, save the world. Mm -hmm. But like we can't do anything unless we're working on ourselves. So Reiki level two, this was about five months after Reiki level one. Um, Reiki level two, I started practicing on like family members or uh, coworkers or friends. And um, I would do a lot of distance healing too. So I was in San Francisco right. at the time and I would get on the phone or like get on a Zoom call with family, friends in New York and do Reiki. And that's where I was like, holy shit, like this is real. Like I knew it was real. Right. But, you know, yeah. sometimes those experiences are just uh, massively expansive and they would be like, oh, my gosh, Michelle, I felt like you were in the room. Like I felt like your hands. I felt you the, were. Yeah. Right. Like I felt this heat you on you. I felt this like heart opening and it felt like you were touching my feet and helping me move through these things. And it was really powerful. So I, I almost immediately started. Uh, seeing clients like right after Reiki level two, I was like very jazzed up to be like, okay, I want to help people. Um, right. So yeah, I started seeing clients after five months of of really focusing on Reiki, and um, I would see them in my apartment. I I started women's circles in San Francisco. Like it really um, expanded and moved like a lot of that like self doubt. Like I just kind of dove right in. Hey everyone, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. If you're feeling overwhelmed, confused, or frustrated with your awakening, then make sure to check out our Awakened Mastery Journey. JR and I have created a 16-week masterclass to guide you on your journey to become a healer and teacher for others in this global awakening. For more information, click the link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the episode. Did you notice across, I guess, multiple clients, multiple, um, I don't want to call, call them guinea pigs, but patients. <laughs> Come be my guinea pig. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing that, but. <laughs> Did you notice any themes, any patterns within their energetic aura or what, were they all different? Um, I've noticed, you know, I, I'm not a big person of having a niche. Um, I always like would get perturbed by that statement like follow your niche find your niche <laughs> but I have noticed that many of my clients are 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 women who um have lost their power or have like lost their voice who um yeah don't have you know that expression like that throat chakra like I healed so much of my throat chakra the fact that right. I have a podcast today <laughs> that I'm sharing ah. on your podcast like <laughs> it's huge like I right have found that I work with a lot of women who are also highly sensitive, who right. are super powerful, super shamanic, but um, don't have the tools, right? And mm. then that turns inward, that turns into um, disempowerment. So I did notice that a lot of uh, helping women kind of step into their own power, helping women take almost the reins back of their lives and mm. Lately, I think it's also because of the life I'm leading now, helping women move through transitions, helping women move mm -hmm. through 
these like big, big changes in their lives and like trusting that they're led and that they're, you know, that, that by following their heart, following their soul, they'll be okay. So yeah, a lot of throat chakra, also a lot of wounds or sacral. So, um, and, and you guys have probably talked about chakras on your podcast, but like, that's what Reiki does. It kind of clears your main, I mean, we have over a hundred chakra points, but there's right, seven right. main ones right. in our bodies. And depending on um, how much energy is there, like how much imbalance is there, that's like what you really need to work on. So a lot of sacral as well for women, you know, helping mm-hmm. women tap into their passions, into their creativity and clear mm-hmm. their womb trauma from ancestral lineages, from right. Oh my gosh, their own, you know, their own lives, things that have happened to them. Walk us through an actual session. Say I walk in to your your area, your practice area, your your home office or something. Um what what's the first steps that you would do to um in a session? Do to me mm-hmm. in a session. Yeah. Um so initially I usually give clients a questionnaire. Um, I'm not doing Reiki healing sessions per se. Now I'm, I'm doing more of the teaching. Like, so if you are oh. interested in learning Reiki, let me know. Cause I really love empowering others to do it. It's almost like teaching someone how to fish rather than fishing for them. Right. Um, but this, you know, is for anyone who is interested in getting a Reiki session. It's, I usually give a questionnaire, you know, asking why do you feel called to work with me? What's moving through you? What are life events that are happening for you? Do you have any questions? Um, Because a lot of people, yeah, you know, they need that like evidence, which I get. I'm I'm more of a like metaphysical person where I'm like, oh, I trust it. Like it is what it is. But some people need that like um, that step by step. So yeah, usually I have a little background of my client beforehand and um, it's, you know, I'll, I'll, when they come in, I can also read the energy. Um, So when they're sharing, um, I'm also a medium. So sometimes uh, past loved ones come through sessions, ancestors come through, guides come through. I mean, it's, it's kind of a, a grab bag. Like you never really know what's going to happen <laughs> in, <Right. laughs> in my Reiki sessions. Cause again, everyone, everyone has different ways of facilitating. Um, but I have a massage table and Reiki isn't a massage though. Reiki, um, I use hands-on if I'm in person with you, but it, I'm oh. just t- lightly touching if anything. Right, okay. Um, and I play music. It's all non-invasive, correct? Yeah, it's non-invasive. It's it's really purely energy, which, you know, skeptics can be like, how, you know, how does this work? Like, how how do I know this is working? And for me, I'm such an experiential kind of person where it literally quite, it literally changed my life. Like learning Reiki, having healing sessions changed my life. So um, it, it it's almost like, I, it's hard to explain sometimes, but, um, yeah, so they're, you know, 30 minutes, 60 minute sessions and I just work down the body. So I start at the crown chakra. I start also setting intentions. So when I do teach Reiki, um, I'm really keen on intentions. We are working with other people's energy. 
Working yeah. with someone's energy field is the most intimate way you can work with them. And it's not to be taken right. lightly. So much responsibility. So much so it's, much responsibility behind that. It's right? so huge. And I get very firm with my students because I'm huge on um, asking for permission. You know, I can't just walk around and, and like be sending Reiki to everyone out on the street. Like that's not ethical. Um, so... Yeah, setting an intention, clearing their fields first, um, and really just letting them know it's kind of like a meditation. You know, just lay down, relax, and be open. Just be open to anything that's coming through. You know, I have clients that will see things during a session or they'll feel things because we all experience spirit. We all experience um, extrasensory things very differently. Wow. Um can Reiki be used to treat chronic illnesses, uh, diseases, viruses, stuff like cancer? Yeah, I mean, I I think the only Reiki, the Reiki rules are really, um, you know, if someone has a broken bone or, um, you know, if, if it's like something very tragic or sometimes end of life, like Reiki is so powerful, you really have to be careful with um, what settings you use it in. Um, mm -hmm. but it is, it is used for, you know, illnesses. It's used for all different kinds of things. I mean, I, I truly believe that Reiki helped me heal my own, um, PMS, my own, uh, cramps and like, um, right. really like deep, deep, energies that I had for a lot of my life that I really don't experience anymore. That's amazing. Yeah. Can you um, tell us about the trainings that you have coming up or like, it, do you have containers of 21 days or is it just like, Hey, Michelle, I want to really learn from you. Can we pick a 21 days? Well, you guys are, you guys are getting me going. I feel like I'm in a rebirth of my business. Um, but I feel ah. like, yeah, Reiki is always, Reiki's always there. And right now I do have um, a recorded Reiki one lecture. So I have a two hour lecture recorded, you know, you can drop in any time. And then um, there's after the lecture, there's an attunement process. So the attunement process is live. So if you did book, you can go to my website, you can um, buy the Reiki level one course and then I would do a live one-on-one -on -one attunement. And attunement is when I kind of place the symbols of Reiki in your aura. So each oh, wow. level of Reiki has different symbols for different um, purposes. And um, yeah, that's a great way. And that's part of that 21-day journey. And I, I truly believe that Reiki level one, everyone, everyone should be able to access right. it. Everyone, right. I mean, children, like, their Reiki is so fundamental to, or any, any energy work is so fundamental mm -hmm. to, I don't know, just being able to be a functioning, productive human, really. Yeah. Yeah. I read that Reiki, uh, in some areas of the United States and worldwide, that it's been being integrated into some healthcare settings. Before I left the pharmacy world, um, I, some of the jobs I had, um, had it as a, Hey, we should oh tell my God, that's about this if they want it. 
I've seen them in um, psych psych centers, mental hospitals. Right. I've seen it in regular hospitals. Like I have an aunt who's a nurse, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I was trained for Reiki in the '80s." I'm like, "Wow, that's amazing!" Oh, yeah, that's so, so cool. it's it's definitely becoming more mainstream, which is phenomenal. Right. That's right. It was cool. brought. It was brought to the West in the 1930s by a woman named Hawaii Sakata, and it was uh, she brought it to Hawaii, and it's been popularized ever since. Um, is there a national organization for Reiki certifications, or is it kind of broad, or can can you get it from anywhere else? So you can get it from anywhere else. Um, there is one though. I am trying to think of the name of it. And I do know, oh, International Center for Reiki Training, I think is one. And then, what's the other one? Um, International Association of Reiki Professionals. So, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different places. I was trained um, just from my, my mentor in San Francisco. Um, but yeah, there, there are definitely many different places. And I feel like every place, every person is so different, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's bringing their own um, essence to it. Mm-hmm. Has the teaching of Reiki evolved or has it somewhat stayed the same in its practice um, through its origin? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I feel like it's, the the foundation of it is the same but i i think due to the fact that um many different people can can train can be taught it that um there are different things that can happen like even my mentor she created a symbol like a new she got Uh, downloaded a symbol so i learned her symbol so yeah i think it's um it's beautiful because the foundation is there, but it, it lends itself to uh, creativity and the openness of our channel when we do, when we are attuned to Reiki. I remember um, <laughs> the Ascension episode, Helen. I talked about, we talked about our first Reiki sessions. I had my first Reiki session back in 2017. And at at the time, I had no clue what it was. I didn't know what it did. I didn't know what it was used to treat. And after the session, uh, I remember I was just really, really angry, really angry. And it was because the Reiki session essentially moved all these negative energy within my uh, meridians, within my um, energy centers so that it can be moved out. Um, and I had to experience all those lower energies for me to heal from those. And it was, it was, I remember I was just super angry and I needed to, I need to experience that so that I could heal from it. Yeah. And that's each, what each experience does. is different. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost like things get worse before they get better. Um, and that yeah. I learned, yeah. I learned in my training, like there's like 30 Ascension symptoms you might feel because right. every, you know, it kind of uproots the energy that has been laid dormant yeah. for your whole life. That's exactly what it did. Yep. That's exactly what it did to me. And it wasn't fun. 
No, awakening is not fun. No, sometimes it can be fun. Sometimes it is. Actually, it's a no, wild ride. It is a wild ride. It, uh, my girlfriend woke up recently, um, and hers was super subtle. I was like, oh, wow, we're all connected. We're all one. I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, cool. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Well, yeah, the, the, the unique experiences that vary from individual to individual. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And to relate that to what Michelle, you were sharing about like the evolution of Reiki, the more I look at healing modalities and learn healing modalities, I've really found that I think because we're going into the age of Aquarian, who is the individual, like there is just more individual medicine coming through and and I think it's so cool to think about, you know, the unity of all of us and it, it helps, like we all need different types of healers to work with us because there's all these different facets of all of us, right? Yeah. It's just super cool. Yeah. That's why I, the 21 day journey is something that I cultivated for my own students um, because I, I found it to be, it's kind of like you'll learn Reiki and then you're like off on your own and it's like, well, I don't like, how do I integrate this? Like what's happening? What's next? Um, and I think sitting with yourself every day for three weeks and like practicing and just learning, even like just learning to be with that energy, you know, it, it's, it's innate in us, but we're so closed off to it because of all these distractions and external stimuli just in present day living. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do it with you. Look out for me on your <laughs> <human> schedule. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I feel because I've been doing it for four years, um, the last, I would say, year and a half has really shifted my way of uh, working with clients. So I feel like Reiki is, is just embodied in me, integrated into me yeah. that I'm sure, Helen, you feel the same, that when I do coaching sessions with with clients, I'm immediately, you know, working with their energy or saying like, hey, I'm noticing yeah. this or I'm feeling this. Have you done this before? So yeah. um, I don't necessarily do Reiki sessions, quote unquote, but it's it's all part of it. It's all part of it. It's all part yeah. of it. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because I have been noticing kind of those shifts and it is just as more of the medicine gets integrated and it opens up space for some new learning, new skill. And yeah, just a fun, that part is fun. Yeah. <laughs> that part is fun. And then just teaching when I, when I decided to start teaching it, I think it was around two years ago. Um, and I've taught over 50 students Reiki and, um, it's yeah. things that, that for me was more rewarding because it's a ripple effect we've talked about prior, right? It's like, I'm teaching someone else how to fish and then they're going to go out and help others. Mm -hmm. And I haven't done my Reiki mastery certification, but I think that might be coming too, because um, I don't know, I, I want people to be able to experience this and learn it themselves i think yeah that's number one teachers mentors guides coaches are great to have and at the same time um learning our own energy and learning how to empower ourselves and heal ourselves is phenomenal that is the main takeaway is to empower ourselves and to heal ourselves 
Yeah. And all it is is a choice. And all it takes is willingness. Yeah. That's the now what portion, everybody. That's the now what? <laughs> I was about to ask the now what, but that's the now what, right? It was. I, I really like the way you guys both put it. Yeah. And awesome. Michelle's heart was in it so many times throughout the episode. So it was great. Any last parting words, Michelle? You, you, this has been such a fun podcast. Um, and where can listeners find you? And where can the listeners find you? Oh, yeah. So um, thank you both for having me. I've loved getting to know you guys and chatting and speaking about the origin of, of my own awakening. It's kind of trippy to think about and talk about. But right. um, you can find me at Michelle the Mystic on Instagram. And all my links are there. And I'm also host of Soul Over Matter podcast. Thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us today. For more Reiki healing tips and discussion, please join our chat on Discord. You can find that in the show notes. Thank you for listening. I'm JR. And I'm Helen. Till next time, everyone. Till next time. See you guys. <laughs>